0: The, the, it's magic, magic trumps magic, man. Oh dear. we are in trouble. Do 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 oh, do 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 do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Style Guide Podcast, and I do mean welcome back. We've been on hiatus for quite a while due to the fact that I had a baby, and uh, Steve O was in Ottawa. Yeah
1: we got, we got busy lives we got busy lives
0: we summer happens and spills into september that's all i gonna say
1: yeah yeah we, have, we had a summer break you, who can fault us that you know sometimes uh, sometimes that happens and uh things things don't happen during the summer and sometimes yeah. things do happen during the summer depending on uh, your harry potter novel
0: yeah exactly <laughs> and uh and who we didn't take a longer break than most teachers do you know so
1: That's true. That's true. So, what are we talking about today? I already spoiled the beans, but...
0: You did spoil a little, and I gave a little bit of a sound cue. Uh, We are talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, parts one and two. For
1: Voldemort and Valor!
0: The officially, the latest Harry Potter story that has been released. Not in novel form, uh, like its predecessors, but in... The form of a play.
1: Yep. Nineteen years later, the eighth story.
0: Yeah, and uh, as anyone who hasn't read it yet, uh, you don't have to. No, don't feel like don't feel like before you listen to this podcast, you have to go out and read the new Harry Potter book because you 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 probably don't ever need to read it.
1: Yeah, I think I think this episode is for everyone. Uh, you you if you've read it, you'll get something out of this, and if you haven't read it, you'll. Uh, you'll be thankful that you listened to this podcast before you made that call.
0: Right. So, we we have not actually spoken about our opinions on this, but I think judging by our intros here, we are in agreement that this might be the worst thing I've ever read in my entire life.
1: And I've read Twilight. Yeah. And I would I would probably agree with that statement.
0: Yeah, it was a terrible terrible story.
1: So, so I've got a confession for you, Dave. When I was probably like probably thirteen, fourteen, I I read and and wrote some of my own Harry Potter fanfic. Like that was a that was a phase I went through.
0: Of course, yeah, and as you should, Harry Potter is a wonderful story. Yeah, and a great. We talked about it on this podcast before, and it's great. We love Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, and. And, you know, so there was lots of the universe that I was in, in, involved in, that I enjoyed taking part in. I thought it was fun to create my own stories and read other people's stories in this universe and see what they did with it. Um, Harry Potter fanfic, lots of it is very bad, um, like any fanfic. And I'm what I wrote, I will never, ever share with the universe ever again. But, you know, I wrote it. Anyway, this is worse than some of the stuff that I used to read.
0: Yeah, that's all I could think when I was reading it was, "This is worse than some of the stuff Steve-O used to read." No, that's <laughs> not what I thought. All I could think was, <clears throat> "This reads like bad fan fiction, not good fan fiction, even, or not just fan fiction, but bad fan fiction."
1: Yeah, it's not like Fifty Shades of Grey was. To okay, that's a bad example. I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey, but
0: and and it's incredibly successful.
1: Yes, but like it, it is. A completely superfluous story it is completely unnecessary and and even if it weren't it's just not well thought through or written or uh its own story
0: exactly i think uh yeah let's start there can we start there yeah let's do it <clears throat> it's not its own story what all uh, the other thing i thought i thought through this first it was bad this is bad this is just terrible and actually uh when we when i read it The first time I read it, because I I, I performed at a Harry Potter book launch. (laughs) And so I got the book, like, right then, when it first came out at midnight. And I read it that night when I got home. Yeah. Because I like Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, And we had decided, before it even came out, that a bunch of us would get together and read the play aloud. Because, again, just for everyone to know, it is a play. that It's written as a play. And so we all eventually, after I read it by myself and was like, Un, un, unsure of how I felt. <laughs> um, kind of confused. Like, is it really that bad? Is it just me? And texted a couple of people who also read it and came to the conclusion that it wasn't just me and that it was just a bad book. But then we got together and we read it aloud. And if you're going to read it, that's the way I recommend reading it. Huh. It was way more fun when we had like eight or nine people sitting around a table. Uh, we were performers as well. That helped. We don't have to be performers. And we, would, we gave people characters. And when your character came up, you'd say the character's line and the character's voice. And we had fun sort of pantomiming some of it. Uh, and it made the experience so much more fun. Because whenever the stage directions were read out with incredibly impossible, horrible stage directions, we would all have a good laugh about it. <laughs> and so... It was kind of like watching a bad movie together with friends. It made it a lot more fun and a lot more palatable than when I read it by myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that that's a, a great point. The the stage directions and the impossibility of, of putting this on as a play on any re- real stage. <laughs> like,
0: I don't know how they did it. I don't know. Yeah. We, that, I kept asking, how are they going to do that yeah. on stage? They get eaten by the bookshelf what
1: well and i mean i I think we can talk about that more later but for me what happened was i sat down and i i started reading this in a coffee shop and i got interrupted a couple times and and a couple people unfortunately heard me just railing against this book in a coffee shop uh and then i i finished it like i did any other harry potter story just as quickly as i could and and part of that was just i wanted to I I wanted to kind of capture the same sort of experience that I had reading all the other Harry Potter novels. I I did read them all as soon as I got my hands on them, but this one was a slog to get through by myself, and I found myself wanting to just stop and write angry notes <laughs> the whole the whole time. Like, and even if I we hadn't been recording a podcast about it, I think I might have done that anyway. Just you know, sitting down and just being like, oh, I'm so angry and 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 hate parts of this. And and what's frustrating is that I I wanted to I wanted to enjoy it. The the idea the idea of taking the characters that we know and love and telling a story about them, you know, 20 years later and and seeing kind of the the shadows of who they were as as children and teenagers and how that affects them in their adult lives. That's a fascinating idea to me as a storyteller, and and I think that a lot of interesting narratives can be could could do that. Like the that 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 is such an interesting device that we so rarely see, really. Um, and and so I was I was excited for that notion, uh, but I I didn't enjoy the execution.
0: I don't think anybody did, and I think uh, I feel the same way you feel that great idea this is a great idea for a story but like we said before and what led us into this this before we get too off track is it's not its own story and i just kept feeling when i read it that i was it was like they the 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 author felt that it was necessary to prove harry potter to me again yeah and say like hey do you remember this thing that you love from harry potter hey do you remember this thing you love from harry potter and kept like going and showing me like remember cedric diggory remember when hagrid came and knocked on the door remember like and all these moments from the original story that they wanted us to see again because there wasn't enough of a good story here (laughs) they had to constantly go back and shove old harry potter in my face which made it feel stale i guess and just crappy
1: yeah, and I mean, there are ways to do that effectively, like see Back to the Future Part 2. Boom. But the, the this throughout felt like it was just, we're going to retread the old ground so that we're establishing our cred um, instead of really giving us an interesting uh, new story. There are lots of ways that you could have used time travel to explore the Harry Potter universe but instead this was let's just explore all of the major uh the major events and they they did like we either we directly saw the the every important scene that had happened in the harry potter books or they very clearly explained what happened yeah and and so in this alternate universe right so you know finding out that the final battle with voldemort and how it changed i mean there. They they told us enough of that that we didn't need to actually see it and yeah and I think I I I think actually in the book they explain it the best the the problem with this book when Harry uh, old Harry is talking to the the Dumbledore portrait and the Dumbledore portrait explains that he's not really Dumbledore and that he's just a he's just a shadow a
0: um, shadow a memory yeah
1: yeah and. And that's what this book feels like. It's it's so much of a shadow of a memory, uh, and it's not the real thing, and it just comes across throughout.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the cover of the book, do you have the book in front of you? I do. It says, based on an original new story by J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Jack Thorne. The three of them mm-hmm. made a new story that this is based on. And it's a new play by... Jack Thorne. Yeah. So JK Rowling did not write this at all. Yeah. She came up with the new story along with the other two guys. Yeah. And then Jack Thorne wrote this play. Yeah. And that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like it feels like three people's ideas for stories and one guy's crappy voice. Like there's time travel going back in time following Albus and Scorpius.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right. Which there's, is still dumb names, but yep. Yeah.
0: Super dumb names. Um, actually, I'm okay with Scorpius. I <laughs> Scorpius is a perfect son of Draco's name. See, it's That's funny because so good... I
1: thought that Albus is totally a legit name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my.
0: <laughs> so they have that one, the time travel back and forth the thing. That's one story, trying to save Cedric Diggory and, er, and prove himself to his father. Cool. Okay, that sounds like a story. And then there's this whole, like, Harry Potter in the future kind of trying to be a dad. Yeah. Story, <laughs> which... Which they just ignored James for some reason. Like, he has another son. He's done this before. This isn't his first kid. <laughs> and he raised Teddy as well. Like, he's had kids. But they just decide to ignore those kids completely. Completely ignore them. Um. So there's that sort of story that's going on of, like, what happened to them as adults. Mm-hmm. And then they try to, like, connect them together. And with this, with, what's her name? The, the Augry. Delphi. Delphi um which is just there's just so much there's some good ideas in here yep that were destroyed by trying to to write some crappy fan fiction
1: yeah and harry i think might be the most interesting character in this in that he's he's somewhat different from the person that he was when he was in the harry potter novels but, mm-hmm. but like everyone else is more or less the same. You know, Draco is still, you know, kind of a little evil, distrusting of Harry. Their relationship is bad. Hermione is really more or less Hermione through and through. Ron is Ron. You know, it, it just all of them feel like they were pulled out of the past and just dropped into this story as opposed to like having major development and growth over the years so that they're fundamentally different people. Mm-hmm. And they, and part of that has to do with they, they didn't give those characters a lot of time, right? Like, we saw different versions of these characters even um, that were more interesting than the core versions because stuff had changed uh, about them. Yeah. Like, the idea of... Of Ron and Hermione, you know, hiding after Voldemort has won. Twenty years later, that's a cool story, mm-hmm. you know. And I would actually have been fascinated to read that story instead of uh, follow, you, you know, just briefly see them for ten pages.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
1: And and like the the thing is, this isn't really a Harry Potter story. Like I had problems with. The very first word of the Twilight uh, series because the very first word is is preface, and then it's a prologue that opens the book <laughs> and this this made me very angry <laughs> In this, I have a, the title of this is wrong. Yeah, Harry Potter and the whatever tells a very particular kind of story. like that's that there's a style to that. And it, and it's not just the characters, although the characters are part of it and there are conventions and that sort of stuff. And this isn't about Harry Potter. He is a character, but it's not his story. And it's not a Harry Potter and the story. Like,
0: Yeah. I was going to... Okay, so here's what I was going to ask um, before you dig into how horrible this title is. Because I think you're right. It's totally wrong. It shouldn't be called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And I want you to answer them. Okay. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. What's the Philosopher's Stone?
1: It's uh, well, it's a, it's a rock that that can give you uh, immortality and turn stuff into gold. Yeah, Harry Potter.
0: Stuff. Yeah, perfect. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. What's the Chamber of Secrets?
1: It's a secret chamber in uh, in Hogwarts.
0: Yeah, where the 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 serpent thing is kept. Yeah. Cool. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Who's the Prisoner of Azkaban?
1: He's a werewolf.
0: Uh no, that's Sirius Black. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Remus was not the Prisoner of Azkaban. He was just having to be a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Serious Black is a Prisoner of X-Men. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. What's the Goblet of Fire?
1: It's a goblet that you pull names out of. Uh, Harry, Potter
0: and Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Who's, what's the Order of the Phoenix?
1: It's a secret organization that's opposing uh, Voldemort.
0: And Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Who's the Half-Blood Prince? Snape. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. What are the Deathly Hallows? The
1: things that allow you to kill... Uh, what's his name?
0: Yeah, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Who's the cursed child?
1: Yeah, it could be Albus, it <laughs> it could be Scorpius, it could be Delphi. It's probably Delphi.
0: Probably Delphi, but maybe it's Scorpius. It could be Albus. It's a very and you can interpret it in many ways. Yeah. Which again, like you're saying, breaks the the uh the sort of like what makes a Harry Potter story. Yeah. Is this is not Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. This is Harry P- Potter and the Cursed Children. You know. <laughs> If it was called Harry Potter and the Cursed Children, I would be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. That's good. But the, they felt like they purposely left it ambiguous, which is not a Harry Potter thing
1: to do. Well, and look at the cover. So what's the, uh, what's the, what's <laughs> the cover?
0: It's a, Here's how I interpret it. Okay. It's got these black wings, mm-hmm. which are the ogre's symbol, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that again. And then it has a nest <laughs> because the ogre is like a bird. Mm-hmm. And then inside of it is a young girl who's upset, which I can only assume is supposed to be Voldemort's daughter.
1: I like that you've decided it's a young girl. <laughs> like there there's nothing about this this child that that says that it's a young girl.
0: No, but I I'm mean, going to guess it's a young girl. Yeah,
1: because we know who the cursed child is probably supposed to be.
0: Yeah, so I think the cursed child is supposed to be Delphi according to this horrible picture on the front that it's completely confusing
1: so here's my question why does it also look like the golden snitch
0: i don't know if it really looks like a golden
1: snitch it kind of does like like
0: Uh, it's not really gold well it's it's a nest smooth
1: (laughs) i think it looks like a golden snitch or i think it's a weird series of symbols put together for no reason (laughs) like like why does a nest need wings and have a little kid inside of it
0: I don't know. That's the ogre's symbol.
1: Yeah, I know, but, like, the symbol is different than a nest. Like, the nest is anyway. I just,
0: I... No, you're right. So now, now that I look at the cover, I'm pretty sure that the, the Cursed Child is supposed to be Delphi. Yeah. But I don't understand what the curse of it is. It shouldn't seem very cursed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the the name is totally wrong, especially because it is it should be called Albus Potter. And the Cursed Child or something like that. You know, like, let's just shift it to Albus. And in fact, it should be called Scorpius Malfoy <laughs> and the Cursed Child because Scorpius was really the hero of the story to me.
1: Well, and Albus disappears at one point because he was never born. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah. And they do that thing in time uh, time travel story that I absolutely hate where they go, these are the characters in the past and these are the characters in the present and they're they're having events happen at the quote-unquote same time.
0: Somehow at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Just like... Where... Yeah. That's, no, that's not how it works. It's not like you have 15 minutes in the past, and therefore they have 15 minutes in the future. They have, like, it's either happened or it hasn't at this point.
1: Yeah, unless there's some sort of ripples thing, which they didn't clearly indicate, or alternate universes, which they didn't indicate, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, an alternate 1985 that could happen skew the timeline. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, well, Star Trek style. <laughs>
1: well, and the thing—the thing that really got me was like, yeah, there are lots of parts of this that are bad and stupid and poorly thought through. But when when you give me Harry Potter and the X as as the that's what you're promising me. All the other Harry Potter and the X followed a very rigid set of conventions. And the only one that kind of breaks that is Book Seven, but even then, Book Seven still follows the school year. Like it book even four,
0: Book Four breaks it a little because they start at the Quidditch World Cup for like a super long time and stuff.
1: Yeah, but it's still kind of that same timeline of events. They just focus yeah. in on a particular set, um, and like she starts to do that in the rest of the those books as well, right? Where we see more mm-hmm. of the summer happening, and and that's fine. It's it's expanding out that, but the the whole core of a harry potter and the story is that it's going to follow this year this school year more or less mm-hmm. and and we get deviations from that but the it that's the structure in which the entire story fits and it, and it's one of the reasons why i think the books work so well because you kind of get a feeling for the rhythm of of what's going to happen in in this they actually jump over entire years in in a single scene even and you never like i i i don't get a good feel of when and where we are in this it's just it's a story that happens to take place in the harry potter universe
0: yeah and you know that actually is something i kind of liked about the story yeah but i do see the the conflict with the title and that happening yeah uh and i think if they would have called it something like you know um the adventures of albus potter yeah And left it there and not made it a Harry Potter in the blank. And then in it, they skipped through a bunch of years. Because when they started skipping through years, I was like, oh, cool. This is a different kind of Harry Potter story. Great. And then they made it a bunch of going back and showing me other Harry Potter stories, which bothered me a lot. But I thought it was kind of neat that they skipped through a bunch of years. And it it gives you the impression that, hey, this is the only one they're going to do. They're not. They're not going to do every. They're not going to do seven plays about Albus Potter. God,
1: no, no. And 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 you're right. But I think that I I I do think that they were they they sold us on one thing and then gave us another. And that's the that's the part that's that's a little frustrating. Like with Star Wars, they're making a clear distinction between what is going to be the the Skywalker films and then the. The expanded universe stuff, where we're gonna see, uh, you know, the young Han Solo movie, and it's it's meant to be a very different kind of story, or Rogue yeah. One, right? They they want to indicate that it they're doing something different with the story, so they're calling it something else, and and I th- I think that that matters. So
0: yeah, using that logic, then this should be called something like, um, uh, the cursed child, a Harry Potter story. Yeah. Then you would be okay with it, like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Harry, uh, the Cursed Child, a Harry Potter story. Then it gives you this idea that hey, this is in the universe of Harry Potter. Well, this isn't one of those standard Harry Potter stories that you're so used to.
1: Yeah, because I think that was the big frustration and disappointment for me. Not, I mean, other than that, it's just a bad story. But I wanted, I expected Harry Potter, a Harry Potter story, and a and a new new chapter of that, and I didn't get that at all. And and that is what I had been expecting ever since the book had been really announced.
0: Yeah. Did you did you have a roll your eyes moment when it was about uh, Voldemort's kid?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you roll your eyes? We were like, oh, really? We couldn't like we beat Voldemort. Yeah. Can we not have a new bad guy this time? Like, can't we please for Albus to fight? We can't keep fighting Voldemort people.
1: Like, I would have been okay if it was somebody who called themselves Voldemort's child, but wasn't, right? Like, like. It,
0: or who was, like, trying to complete the work of Voldemort, you know? like Yeah. who believed in Voldemort's cause or something like that. Like, basically like a Kylo Ren, yeah. you know, to, to Darth Vader. Like, that would be a little more acceptable as opposed to. Uh, another darth vader or darth vader's kid or something like that you know
1: yeah well and and voldemort and harry are mortal enemies like that's that's what we have in the harry potter universe like at its core and and so it's it's unfair to pass that on to to the children and of both of them weirdly and 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 try and have that be a continuation of the same story because it's not we we closed that and and again, having Harry Potter deal with the fallout of Voldemort, Voldemort in the years later—totally cool. That's an interesting story. But seeing his son interacting with the daughter of Voldemort—eh.
0: Yeah, weak, right? Weak. Yeah, weak. I think it would have been nicer if it was just Albus having to deal with other things. You know, like I when I first heard the the title. So here, let's let's go through what we thought it was going to be about. Because when I first heard Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the story I thought was going to be told was we'd see Harry Potter being a ministry dude dealing with shit. Um, and his kid would be going to school dealing with the fact that he's Harry Potter's kid.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and and that would be what the, the main crux of the story was. And maybe he'd fall into a mysterious adventure at school, you know, similar to you know, finding out a mystery and solving it like the Hardy Boys or something like that. But the main the main point of it is that he's the cursed child because he's cursed with being a famous guy's son, right? Yeah. That was what I was thought the story was going to be about. And it was kind of about that. Yep. But they didn't think that was enough. And so they decided they had to add time travel to all of these really important things and bring Voldemort's daughter into it. Which is where I was like, oh, stop that. I was interested just with how hard it is to be harry potter's kid
1: yeah and and part of it is like that we we saw some of that with with harry's own journey uh and and being james james's well being son, and well Lily. no
0: being the boy the boy who lived
1: well that too right but like they were they were two they were two different things right where in some ways he was compared to him, his parents and in other ways he was the celebrity child and and both of those were interesting narratives but it was they they were kind of foreboden to talk about, and so we didn't see see them constantly in that in in Harry's life, whereas Harry Potter is a superstar and everyone loves him, and so it would it would seem like that would be more present in the story and it would be a a journey through what it's like to kind of live up to those expectations and Mm -hmm. of course he would become a slytherin like that just entirely makes sense as a as a narrative device and to kind of follow that journey
0: and that was i think one of my favorite choices they made yeah was that albus potter was a slytherin i thought that was a cool choice totally gives us a new perspective on the harry potter universe and he becomes friends with Scorpius. I loved that idea. Yeah, you know, I felt like they wasted the character of Rose. Um, yeah, entirely. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll talk. We can talk about that later. <laughs> what did you think the story was going to be about?
1: See, this this is the thing. I didn't. I I didn't really know, but I, because uh, because I I didn't pay attention to much of the details prior. And I thought that it was going to be more of a story around Harry, and and Harry's experience, you know, as the head of magical enforcement, and mm-hmm. and we were going to follow an adventure in in that, as opposed to follow uh, follow his kid so strongly. I knew that I knew that his his kid was was one of the main characters in it, but I I had assumed that it was going to follow a different trajectory.
0: Mm. You thought it was going to be more about Harry and, and being the head of magical law enforcement.
1: Yeah, and it, it would be something that would kind of wrap up some of the loose ends that we maybe had from the Harry Potter universe, not that I remembered any, but, but it, would, <laughs> it, it would do that and, and it would kind of give us a kind of closing story uh, 20 years later. It,
0: mm-hmm. You thought it was going to be some sort of like political drama.
1: Well, I didn't think it would be political drama, no. But but like just like
0: him in meetings and like, oh, so hard to, to balance the, the weight of the power that's on my shoulders.
1: Well, they talked about some of the cool stuff that Harry has to do, right? Like you know, he's out trying to find where the giants have gone and that sort of stuff, and and yeah. tracking down the lost time Turner. Um, oh, look, there are two lost time turners, um, but it. Like, there there were hints that there was a, a cooler Harry Potter story going on in the background, and I had assumed that something like that was going to be the narrative. And, you know, he was going to finally finish, you know, whoever was trying to reclaim Voldemort's throne or whatever. Like, it didn't, I didn't have anything particular, but I very much assumed that we were following a middle-aged Harry.
0: Hmm. Yeah, okay. So... I, I wanna I wanna ask you what you think the best thing the book did and the worst thing the book did. So let's get those two from each of us. Okay. Uh, should we start with the negative? Let's should we start with the negative?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's try and get to the positive.
0: Yeah, let's try and get let's get the negative out of the way. So I think one of the worst things the book did to me, uh and I hate this when any sequel does this, uh, and when they oh. go back and ruin parts of the old story because the logic doesn't make sense anymore like uh one of the things like ender's game we spoke about that a lot and when we when we read ender's shadow and we find out that bean was actually behind a lot of the things that helped ender be so great yeah and it kind of steals ender's thunder from him i'm like oh man that ruined it and when things go back and kind of alter the original story in a negative way or make it not make sense yeah so that now anytime i read the original story and i know a fact from this stupid sequel that doesn't make sense anymore (laughs) like the prequels in star wars when it's like, okay, there were Jedi's in the universe. They had this huge temple, and then thirty years later, Han Solo's never heard of them. What is this crap? You know, like, <laughs> like I've never heard of any Force, but... and it's like everyone knew about it for so long. <laughs> those kind of moments, and in this, there is one of those moments. Do you know what it is?
1: What are, what are you thinking of?
0: It's the fact that Bellatrix Lestrange was pregnant during the Battle of Hogwarts. <laughs> and not actually, not that she was pregnant during the Battle of Hogwarts, but during the whole seventh book, she was pregnant and gave birth before the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. Which means so many crazy things that are impossible now. Like, she when they were fighting in, in Malfoy Manor, she was pregnant and nobody noticed, and it wasn't pointed out that she was pregnant. And during the Battle of Hogwarts, she had just given birth, and she was up on her feet fighting. Like, come on. I just watched my wife go through that. There's recovery time involved after you give birth. You don't just jump up and start fighting people. Um, and so it's just like she was pregnant that whole time. You just ruined my reading of that book now forever because anytime I read it now I'm going to realize that Bellatrix Lestrange is pregnant and I have to because yes as much as this book is bad it's canon
1: well so here's one of my questions about that are we sure of that like I I I know that it's 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 stated as fact but it's not as if like we actually there's there's anything to confirm that other than
0: I mean you know you can ignore midichlorians all you want (laughs) Right, but and the, you can ignore that Darth Vader was born of the Force all you want, <laughs> but they happened. But it's, and in this, it's like it, J.K. Rowling's name is on it. You can't ignore it.
1: But didn't didn't one of the like the the only people who confirm it for us who, who confirms it in in the in this is now. Like, is it Delphi tells us Yeah, that. Delphi tells us and she's a parcel tongue. And those two things means that she she's Voldemort's kid. Sure. I mean,
0: yeah. And she says that it was Bellatrix Lestrange. That
1: was yeah. Her mom. Yeah. And, and all of that, you're right. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. But it's so ridiculous to me that it seems like that couldn't possibly be the case. <laughs>
0: oh so you're thinking they that she was lying when she said yeah
1: (laughs) like either maybe she's harry's secret kid like that would be great or 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 alternatively like just nonsense because like it seems
0: harry's scar does
1: hurt well that's true Mm, harry harry's scar hurts because time is changing and voldemort might come back one day because time changed except again like that's like, that's a weird time travel thing, right? Like, yeah. but magic. You're right. It, that but, was
0: that was my least favorite thing in the book. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to not like in this book, but that was my least favorite thing. Because it ruined the it ruined the other Harry Potter books. This book, all the bad things in here, I can get over, you know? Like, because I, I just never have to read this book again, and I can just go back to my happy Harry Potters. Yeah. But that fact, that fact, I take with me, and I can't get it out of my head.
1: So I mean I want to say the fact that this is a terrible play is the worst part of this for me, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> being a little more specific. <laughs> well, well, I I don't know how this is a play. Uh, it <laughs> like there there that doesn't make sense to me um, at all whatsoever. At one point, <laughs> here, I'm going to read you a couple of stage directions. Well, please do. One of the stage directions reads, "What is this world, and what is he within it?" And another one reads, <laughs> he has the smell of power about him. <laughs> uh, the in, in the third act, we repeat an old scene, but we we stage it. Uh, the, the old scene is happening at the front of the stage instead of the back. And then the new scene is happening uh, on at the same time. Except they don't explain, like they, they say that that's what's happening, but they don't write it out. So we have to just kind of yeah. figure it out ourselves when we're, we're staging it. The fact that from scene to scene, we jump to different locations all over the place, with it's yeah, like, as, completely. As far
0: di- as a, yeah. As far as a play goes, this is there are way too many scenes to be for a play. You know, like there are way too many scenes. Too There's, many it's sets. A, it's Some, it's a movie. Sometimes not a, the not a play.
1: sometimes the individual scenes change. Like at at one point, the one of the stage directions reads the stage transforms, and I'm just like, it's yeah. a stage, like, yeah, <laughs> no, it magically movie. transforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, i mean
0: in in the defense of that stuff i uh my my only thing is that at the top of the book it says special rehearsal edition script and i'm pretty sure a lot of those stage directions were written with the sole intent that people are going to buy this and read it like a harry potter book totally so they they wanted to flare it up a little bit with some of the stage directions poorly i might add but they wanted to (laughs) so they did uh but you're right with like some of the actions that happen in the play being like what do you mean that melts away yeah what do you mean that it just transforms what do you mean that he gets hit by a spell in midair and freezes in midair what do you mean by that how's that gonna happen on stage
1: yeah well and and like the thing is like in and, and i'm just gonna put my my arts degree to use for a second like aristotle talks about the unity of time place and action in a drama and, and the, the, the gist of it being a story should um, roughly follow a single day, like it should be a, a confined amount of time. It should really take place in a single uh, location and the stage shouldn't represent different things at once. And the, mm-hmm. and the narrative should follow a singular narrative, um, more or less. And, and, and it, the, the, this is Aristotle's rules for, for the drama. Shakespeare notoriously didn't do this very few of Shakespeare's plays follow this except for the tempest which really does follow it pretty pretty rigidly yeah because it's the guy on an island right yeah yeah and Shakespeare Mm -hmm. could get away with it because he understood the rules before he broke them so like Shakespeare's plays work all as a whole um because of how well he understood these three rules this to me reads like somebody who has no idea how to write a stage play, and just is writing all of the ideas that they come to.
0: Yeah, it's like they wanted to write a movie, or even a book. Yeah, but chose to make it a play because that would be a that that play is going to run for like ten years and be sold out the whole ten years. Yeah, because it's got Harry Potter on it.
1: Yeah, as opposed to really thinking about what a Harry Potter play would look like and 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 that's the the part that that really gets me about this is that no one is ever going to be able to put this on beyond the multi-million dollar production the main production it's it's just not attainable um and and i think that if you're writing it as a play one of the one of the beautiful things about a play is that someone else can go put it on and put their take on it and Mm -hmm. and and transform it into something else i mean i hate every time someone does like a world war ii version of shakespeare but but you can do that with a play and 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 really change the <laughs> the heart of it to do something new and interesting i couldn't like without cutting huge amounts of this i don't know how any real theater company puts it on and so oh,
0: yeah yeah i uh that's that's the thing that's your least favorite thing about it is that it's a play a bad play
1: yeah well and and the fact that uh albus and scorpius are terrible at magic like they're just bad at magic they don't
0: scorpius should be good he's a nerd i like well he he he
1: knows the theory really well but neither of them does very much magic except like they make a polyjuice potion out of the blue just for fun because they can
0: yeah make it seem so easy
1: yeah and and it's just like it they're the they're not good at magic in a story that should be all about magic instead, all of the magic comes from uh, other characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're gonna yeah. give me these main characters, give me the main characters that are worth watching
0: yeah, cool all right favorite part
1: favorite part what was your favorite part
0: My favorite part, I know exactly what it was, yeah it was when. Uh, the whole section from when Scorpius emerges from the water alone mm. to when uh, when he restores the timeline by doing whatever he did again.
1: um, By getting Snape uh, on board. And
0: going, yeah, and then going back in time again to stop him and him and uh, uh, what's his face from altering time. Yeah, yeah. That whole section of like basically the darkest timeline. Yeah. Was awesome to me. I loved that whole section. I thought it was great, even though some of it I don't know how they stage. But like how they're gonna run down to the lake and stuff. I don't know how they do that. But um, uh, but seeing uh, Harry or seeing Ron and Hermione as like tough, like badass rebels. Yeah. Uh, in a world where Harry died and everything fell into darkness, I loved that whole idea. And that there's this like underground rebellion. Um, I loved that. Scorpius was called the blood prince? What was he called?
1: Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and was like this super, all of a sudden, like the coolest kid in school. And like the cute girl wanted to ask him out and stuff like that. Uh, and that Ron was, oh, no, no, that was a different timeline. That was the other timeline after they first changed it, right? Yeah. Where Ron was like, not funny.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Basically, I liked both of the timeline shifts (laughs) when we got to see another universe in the future of if Harry Potter died or if Cedric Diggory didn't die or whatever the things that happened were. Or when Cedric Diggory was embarrassed or something like that and became a Death Eater. Um, I think I I loved both of those as like just really like wonderful fun and games stuff. Like like what can we do? Because they could do anything they wanted in those because they're showing an alternate timeline. And it didn't destroy Harry Potter world. It didn't destroy the characters. Seeing Hermione as a really tough war woman yeah, did not destroy my image of Hermione Granger because I knew this was an alternate reality. Yeah. Uh, so I loved all of that. I thought it was just super fun and super, super cool and super neat. Uh, yeah.
1: Mine is the, uh, is within that. It, it's it's really the interactions that we had between future her, Hermione and future Ron when they're both hiding, um, when, when they're both in hiding, and and Hermione is is clearly a badass, and and she is wanted, and Ron is just there, and and, and he's just, just Ron, yeah. yeah. And and uh, <laughs> I'm wanted too, <laughs> and and it it just felt like this kind of the fun logical version of these characters where ron still has some of his lar- lightheartedness and he's still, you know, he's still ron at his core. He's not a very good wizard and he wouldn't he wouldn't have been a huge rebellion on his own. Hermione on the other hand, you know, it makes sense that she becomes minister of magic. It makes sense that she would be a major thorn in Voldemort's side. Like she she is probably one of the best wizards, you know, that through Harry Potter's story. So it, it it felt like a natural kind of continuation in a different universe for me. And I really I, I think you're right. I think it worked absolutely well. Um, and I have to say, like, even even though it was just a shadow, I liked seeing Dumbledore again. You know, there for me there is there is something about the, the kind of effect that he is going to continue to have on Harry's life and and that interaction. And so it it did feel like there were these moments where they, they had a cool sort of appreciation for the characters. And then there were moments where, like, Harry is lecturing Hermione about sugar addiction. And you're just like, right, this is stupid.
0: Yeah, that was all so dumb. And, and I mean, I, there's something that I just I so here's here's like I think I wanted to make sure we got to was how much they wasted Ginny Weasley.
1: Oh, boy, did they ever
0: like they ha- Ginny Weasley is awesome. Yeah. Uh we all hated her at first and grew to love her through the <laughs> Harry Potter series. Yeah. And they just they had her in here and she was just wasted. She did nothing except for like comfort Harry and give him someone to monologue to, which is like, "Ugh, seriously? Seriously? She's like the toughest wizard or witch, mm-hmm. whatever."
1: Yep. And they she, just she had her. been through a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And like she, she gets angry at Harry when he's a bad dad, and then she's she forgives him because you know he's not that bad a dad, and she's like, I don't care. This is, uh, I mean, if the the entire story had been about that, maybe, and they had developed her into a character, but they didn't. She wasn't worth watching and paying attention to, and that's just like, ugh. ugh. One of the stories that that's interesting here is the continuation of Harry Potter being being an orphan. He didn't he didn't have his own parents. His his foster parents were terrible. His any any parental figures that he had ended up failing him in different ways up to and including Dumbledore. Yeah. And so Harry Potter always had an idealized version of what it was like to be a um to be in a family. And and so kind of seeing how that plays out on his kids and, and his relationship as a dad could have been totally a fascinating story as well. Definitely not as uh, much of a Harry Potter adventure story. But instead, they give us two great kids, and then they give us this, like, oh, well, he's going to screw up with the third one, and Ginny is going to be angry at him sometimes and then forgive him sometimes. And it just, like, was so waffly of a kind of cool idea, and that's too bad.
0: Yeah, I I agree they wasted a lot of that opportunities with Ginny Weasley and the whole family stuff. And like James Potter, they just left out completely his kid, his other kid. Yeah. And Teddy his his foster kid that he raised like or his godson. Like so many cool things that were just wasted uh and left out of this book. Uh I like that we started this by saying like uh we'll get to the positive. <laughs> and that was part of the positive right there.
1: Well, it's it's just not good and and it's so frustrating that it's not good because I mean a lot of what came before was lovely, and and it they it's not as if they're they're afraid of telling other Harry Potter stories or or other stories in the universe. That's why we're going to see these three movies that based on the Fantastic Beast uh, book yeah. because they're going to tell a different story in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. We like that universe. Yeah. yeah.
1: So commit to it. Don't do this halfway we want to continue the stories in the universe but we're too afraid to give up the characters and
0: yeah it's what the force awakens did well i would say that harry potter and the cursed child did poorly is the force awakens did like 30 years later yeah uh and harry potter did like 30 years later or 19 years later Uh, But The Force Awakens did a good job of, like, giving us enough of the old while passing the torch to a bunch of new characters. Yeah. Whereas this felt like a terrible version of that, where they didn't actually, like, pass a torch to any new characters. They hung too hard onto the old characters, even though they should have passed the torch onto the new characters way more and called it Albus Potter. And the Cursed Child, or something like that.
1: And for me, it's just the question of why this story exists. What is what is the point of it? Because with The Force Awakens, they were telling the old story within a new context. Mm. And and even the people who didn't enjoy The Force Awakens, you can see that's exactly what they're doing. They're telling sure, an old yeah. story for today. And, and that's what worked so well about it. Harry Potter, we're not very far removed from... <laughs>
0: Sure, yeah, the movies are still fresh in our minds.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's the context isn't that different.
0: Yeah, and what are they why are they telling this story? And I think the only reason I can think that why they wanted to do this was that Jack Thorne really wanted to do a Harry Potter play. And somehow knows J.K. Rowling and got her on board with it. Yeah. Which is the only reason to do a Harry Potter sequel is to do a play. Um instead of just because he knew he wouldn't be able to do his own play, so he used Harry Potter because that would be a, that would sell out, right? Uh, and it, so it felt like a total uh, just using the Harry Potter brand to accomplish some other thing, other than make a good Harry Potter story
1: yeah and we and we see that with a bunch of different things like that's that's what we did that's why we see you know Robocop remakes and 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 all sorts of stuff just popping up because or they're gonna do a big trouble in little china remake they're they remade yeah. total recall like this is this is the the style of storytelling that we seem to be in right now
0: well and this is this is where this is where i I slightly because I think there's there's an argument for wanting to make a remake of a movie uh being that you love that movie yeah And you want to do it again, right? Like, I want to do that movie again because it was such a great movie and it's going to be so much fun to do a new version of it. I want to do Ghostbusters with an all-female cast. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, Whereas this doesn't feel like Jack Thorne was like, I really want to tell another Harry Potter story, (laughs) you know, because he didn't do a good job of it, which makes me think this guy doesn't really like Harry Potter as much as I do. (laughs)
1: there's a part of me that that wonders if i'm just getting older and and i'm removed from the kind of uh kind of person that i was when i, you know, stayed up all night reading the book after it came out and and that i'm not close enough to the, you know, middle-aged Harry Potter who who, who who's a very different person to appreciate that but i just
0: that's that's not it. I'll tell you right now. That's not it. That's not the reason this is bad. That's not the reason this is bad. I mean, it
1: it just it's dumb to say, but the magic isn't here, you know. Oh, boom! <laughs> <laughs>
0: the magic isn't here. Also, <laughs> can
1: I just say, like, how is it how is it possible that the Ministry of Magic is fooled by polyjuice potions?
0: That the, it's magic, magic trumps magic, man.
1: Yeah, but like, you don't think like that would be. That would be a thing that they solve twenty years later. Where well, like, I mean,
0: in the in the bank vaults, they have like those waterfalls that destroy all enchantments. I don't know why the Ministry of Magic just doesn't have those at every entrance. Just like
1: then again, phew. government is isn't great. Like let's yeah, not there's a lot of bureaucracy in the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so I got one last question to wrap this up with. Yeah, uh, shoot. just just to kind of get us into a positive place. If you were to tell. a a fan fiction Harry Potter story and you've already done this so maybe you have some examples Uh, what would you do because after we read this play out loud all of us kind of like hypothesized like what kind of Harry Potter story would I tell if I got to tell my own story because I'm pretty sure I could do a better job than this one that's what we all kind of concluded and I was inspired by the time turner aspect of this and to me I would do a back to the future in the Harry Potter world hmm where Harry goes back in time using a time-turner that Dumbledore invents and ends up going to school with James and Lily Potter and accidentally splits them up, and Lily falls in love with Harry instead of James, and then he has to spend all of his time making James into the kind of person that Lily wants to date (laughs) and uh, because the time-turner broke, and there's going to be a great scene where Harry... Is in Dumbledore's like uh, transfiguration office because he wasn't headmaster back then, and he says to him, "I came here in a, with a time turner you invented, and I need your help to get back to the year nineteen ninety-five or whatever." Uh, that was my fan fiction story that I would like to tell, and it'd be called something like Harry Potter and the Enchantment Under the Sea Dance.
1: Oh boy! Uh, I mean, that's, I, that's I think my
0: that's my Harry Potter story.
1: I think that would have been better than this.
0: I think it would have been much better than this, you know. And Lucius Malfoy is like a bully, you know, and like uh, James Potter has to punch him out or something.
1: <laughs> See, for me, if if you're telling me I'm going to write the write the next story in this universe,
0: not the next story. In this case, I'm just asking for any story in this universe that is going to be better than this crap.
1: Well, but but this is my point. Like, I would I would take. The, the world of magic here, and I would go explore a different uh, a different school.
0: Mm, nice.
1: Like I, I I would I would follow like let's let's just make um. Let's take Vladimir
0: st- Vladimir puter <laughs>
1: well, l- Let's just take a a stereotype here, where you have the son or daughter of the headmaster of Durmstrang, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and there, it's their first year, and and it's Durmstrang after the uh, the the fall of uh, the the final battle with Voldemort and everything. So you know, like that, and and we follow the trajectory of a of this school that is going to have a shadow on it for for centuries, and this this student who's going to have this dark shadow as a result of being. You know their their father being the headmaster and trying to navigate this new context with oh, completely kind of different cool. characters but with rules that we know and understand about magic and and a different relationship to uh magic though i I think I think there are so many different ways you could tell stories in this universe that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah
0: and actually you no know, it would be nice to see one called like you know like Harriet Potter or something which is or Harriet uh Po- um Pouter. Potterie, potterry um potpourri, harriet potpourri uh who goes to uh to the the french school beau and like is just like uh and she uh her mother was like some famous witch and she has to live in the shadow of that uh and do like a very similar harry potter theme but with uh, a female French character, that'd be kind of cool.
1: And I see that kind of what they're doing with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. They're saying we're going to take all of this cool magic world and we're going to do it in the U.S. and uh, the U.S. in the '20s, I guess. And 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 I think that that's a an interesting way to tell a tell a new story, an old story with a new twist. And I, yeah. And I'm actually,
0: and, I think the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is going to be pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I I don't see how it can't be, right? Like it's it's going to give us a bunch of new things, but we're going to be able to point at them and say, "Oh, I recognize that, but it's a little different." And 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 that's what the fun is.
0: Yeah, unless they do it where they do what they did with the cursed child where the fantastic beast and where to find them is all about this guy who's like worried about voldemort taking over and yeah or or dare i say what the hobbit was like the movie the hobbit where it was like remember this was happening during lord of the rings before lord of the rings they were doing this uh, and focuses so much on the other story that it doesn't make its own story
1: yeah yeah oh cool man oh yeah and uh they they ruined snape in this (laughs) they made snape even more noble than he was before (laughs)
0: Oh with the with the alternate timeline version Yeah, the
1: alternate timeline like Snape uh he he has come to terms with his fate entirely. He is pure nobility. He is 100% willing to die for some vague cause that is poorly defined <laughs> mm-hmm. and like he's he is 100% a hero. He's he's even yeah. better than he was before and it's just like are you, Snape was maybe the cool flawed character in Like, Snape and Dumbledore were great foils to each other in the original timeline. And then you just do this, where he's this perfect hero. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Yeah, that's true. They did ruin his, like, um, his shapeshifter mentality. You know, his, like, can we, can we not trust him? Yeah. But I guess by this point, we all know that we can't trust him. Or that we can trust him. Like, we know he's a good guy. So why not make him a good guy?
1: I I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna stop yelling about this.
0: In review... I would say to uh, to quote the, uh, the 14-year-old girl that lives upstairs from me who also read it, it wasn't very good. <laughs> and she grew up with Harry Potter and loves it more than anything. And her line was, it wasn't very good. Uh, and I agree completely. It just wasn't very good. It was just bad. It was a bad story. It was a bad uh, sequel to Harry Potter. And... So you know some people say the half blood prince was boring um this was just terrible mm-hmm. you when you, in review
1: uh in review i don't think I don't think anyone needs to read it i I'm only interested in seeing the play to see how they possibly stage this as a play yeah as a performer uh, that fascinates me um but as a as a story. I'm in no way interested, and I don't recommend it for anyone.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good summation. <laughs> uh, all right, well, um, good talking to you, man, and I'm it's- glad we're back.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we're back too, and uh, and I will see you next week.
0: Yeah, in- indeed, you will. Boom, 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 boom. I just wanted to be sad sounding music at the end.